The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. episode 596 of the leadcast podcast i'm nick cooper joining me is aiden rockarts hey how's it going and colton sweat how does it feel to be amongst master tier players nick we all made it um we're all here we we're all gonna make it uh so thanks for spoiling my week oh um, shit uh scratch that restart <laughs> the sorry, aiden's gonna aiden's gonna cut it um on this episode, we've got a uh, pretty short show, probably. There's not too much in terms of any news, essentially. So uh, a little bit of cast news, no new news. Uh, we'll probably just go into a bi-weekly and uh, spend most of our time there, then jump over to Roundtable and Mail Fight. Um, so, Aiden, how was your week, buddy? Mike was good. I played a little bit of League at the beginning of the week. Uh, and then I kind of slowly have tapered off now that I've played all my Decay games for all my accounts. So I'm ending Master 220 on my main, ending Master 70 on my Smurf, and ending, um, ending I think, like D2, D1 50% on my uh, other account. So nice. I'm, I'm pretty happy about That's it. That's insane. That's pretty insane. Um, very, very, very impressive. Yeah. No, it's like, it's crazy. Which I are... Mean, it's one of those Which things are you we're most like proud of probably honestly the d1 account that's like d150 because i got it yeah it's d150 with a 70 percent win rate um mm-hmm. i don't know it's just, it's just at this point it's like big it's smurf just, energy it's like one of those things where like at, at some point like people play are like oh everyone's inflated from like past seasons and then if i can just like take a new account and get it to like master mmr in like 50 games shows the system isn't broken <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah it shows that I'm just actually like that level of player. So I don't know. It's cool. I, I probably could have like, I, 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 part of me wishes I made a grind for grandmaster, but I'm also watching Dan do it. So, uh, and True. that looks fucking miserable. He's playing like 15 games a day and he's just hovering within a hundred points of where he has been for like the past two weeks. Um, even though he's been GM oh. like four times this season. So, <laughs> yeah, that's really tough. That's, that is really tough. Good luck yeah, to Dan. I- I just don't think the system is very good between getting to master to GM, but um, mm-hmm. either way, I'm very happy with how I played, and I'm happy to take a bit of a break until uh, our mid lane challenge begins. Hell yeah! That's kind of, nice. that's kind of my week for the most part, I think. Awesome. What about you, Colton? You, buddy. Um, so I played my one game I needed to to not decay. Uh, but the client bugged, so I had to dodge. So now I am currently, and I think will be the lowest ranked master tier player in na for the remainder of the season because <laughs> everyone there's like three there's like a thousand players at zero points 
There's mm-hmm. some, it's not that many, but there's a lot. And then there's, I'm the only one at negative four. Hell yeah. We're carving out that, that niche. Yeah. So I'm, I get, I get my little special achievement that I'm, I'm going to be the only player that ended master with negative LP this season. That's so funny. It's funny. Cause I think earlier this season that was, uh, me as well. Um, where like if you dodge at zero, you, obviously you don't demote, but you do stay there at you know minus three, which is really really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, I the the one game I did play was absolutely awful. Um. So I'm glad I don't have to play anymore. It like ending master, I was feeling great, and then like I played one more game because I had to for decay, and I'm like, man. God, this game sucks sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm really proud of my season overall. I think this might be the first time I've ever ended a ranked system, a ranked season, where all of my top 10 most played are at 50% or above. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like every other season I've had, like, in my top, like, three, one of them be, like, a 45% mm-hmm. win rate. Yeah. Um, it's also crazy to think that Nyla is still my third most played when I only played her for like the first month of the season. Like, yeah, but I mean, how many games did you play during that first month is the, is the uh, real question. I have 44 games on Nyla. Okay. That's um, a pretty good amount. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty good amount. Um, but also like it is, I mean, again, Jarvin's my most played this season, but like, I just, I don't know. Some people will still like, you know, because they're dumb, call you a one trick. But mm. like, uh, this is as per usual. I got like a million fucking champions, and I I feel like I did well on a lot of them, which which feels good to look back at. It's like I think I've got like let's see how many characters I have. I have fifteen characters with ten or more games on them, and only one of them is under fifty percent. Is it weird to say that I also think this might be the season that you have played the fewest amount of characters, even though we just highlighted how many characters you've played? Yeah, I, I mean, I only played 73 champs this, this season. Which, like, oh, okay, very funny to put it in context like that. But for you, like, I feel like that's that's a, that's got to be an all-time low. Yeah, and I think, honestly, it's just because I, I played a lot less than I usually do. Yeah, that's true. Well, it, and... it's only half the year. Yeah, and also I feel like I didn't spend any real time, at least in this split, like maining mid or top. Mm-hmm. Where like usually every season for like at least a week or two, I'll be like, I'm gonna play top for a couple weeks. I'm gonna yeah. play mid for a couple weeks, and that that normally increases that. I'm I'm looking through. I guess season eleven for some reason I only played fifty five characters. Oh my god, were you sick? Uh, might have been, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I probably was very, very ill. <laughs> Nothing, nothing's ever going to top my season four stats, though. Oh, How many disc- is that? Uh, well, no, so season four, it's not the number of champions. Uh, 102, but my season four uh, was when I played 161 games of Kha'Zix with a 70% win rate. Ooh, that is uh that's pretty insane. That wow. was that was when I reached the highest uh rank I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Like ladder was like, ladder number? Yeah, it was like fifteen hundred on ladder. Um nice. when I was when I was a Kha'Zix one trick. Just abusing broken champions. Hell, yeah, I've been doing it for ten years, mm. baby. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, that's about 
it for League of Legends. I've been playing a lot of TFT. I'm up to, I think, plat in double up, and I think I'm gold in regular TFT. Mm -hmm. I would be able to tell you if the client didn't take 11 years to load my profile. But uh, yeah, that's that's about it for me. So I'll I'll hand it over to you. Hello, um, I played a decent amount of rank this week. Had a chance to to get a little bit of a boost right at the end. Um, played I think Aiden, you and I played like nine games. Yeah, something like that. Week. Yeah. Um, and we lost one game on Senna Tom Kench where uh we both played i would say pretty well um in that game but um yeah otherwise uh pretty i don't know pretty bad games until uh aiden you swapped down to to bot with me um but we made it we're gonna finish we're all gonna finish masters that's pretty uh pretty awesome um i think i mean aside from that you know, just still progressing through Hollow Knight. Learned. Oh, I was telling Aiden that I learned this week that you can upgrade your hearts by collecting mask shards, um, which is not something that I was aware of. So, but... will that be? Is that something that's going to make the game like way more playable? Yeah, I mean, you have um, five like hits basically you can take, um, and everything does one point of damage. Uh, unless there's a mechanic that I'm not aware of, aware of yet. So, you know, increasing your, your health by 20% is, uh, is pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's about it. So let's get on with the show. Aiden, do we have any league cast news? Uh, only bit of news is that, uh, you can still sign up for the, uh, mentor student program, uh, in our announcements tab on our discord. Um, if you don't know what that is, I did a long spiel about it last week, so go listen to that, or go read the announcements channel in our Discord, discord.gg slash leadcast. Hell yeah. Um, cool. I guess we don't have any new news, so do you guys want to um, have a little discussion? Ooh, we've been a discuss. Yeah, I'm down. What do you want okay. to talk about? All right, Aiden, do you have anything for Gaffaw? Uh, yeah, I have a stupid section. Let's um, do it. <laughs> so I titled it, Aiden talks about off-meta bot lanes and how good <laughs> League would be if everyone thought like him and was willing to try new and fun and interesting and pog stuff. Okay, that sounds fun. Uh, and so my logic here is that I think off-meta bottom lanes are super underrated in the game right now. Um, we kind of had a discussion a little bit. But like A lot of people like are circle jerk, AD carries, OP support, like the bottom lane's too strong or whatever. A lot of my thinking is that it's just underdeveloped as well. Um, I, I, I think like this is obviously most obviously seen with like no one play, just plays mages still bottom for some fucking reason um, outside of like Seraphine. Uh, even though I think like Syndra, Ziggs. Yeah, but like, I, I think still, their play are, rates are really low, right? They're still some of the lowest play rates in the game compared to AD carries, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it, like, mm-hmm. dude, I would say if you, AD carry mains, let's just say you've been an AD carry main. We'll take the sample size of people who've been AD carry mains for the last five years. How many of them play mages occasionally bottom? It's got to be like one or two percent. <laughs> yeah, very, very low. Like, why I think it, low for the fact that like 
there's always a mage in the top three by win rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so, like, obviously we can say that, like, it, it, most people agree that Karthus, Seraphine, Zegs, Syndra, if you want, Swain, if you want, are all, like, good mages bottom lane. But my logic is that not only are those good bottom lane, I think playing, like, bruisers, um, potentially assassins, um, even tanks bottom, as long as you, like, build your composition for, like, the rest of your lanes properly, are really, really good. Um, and no one plays them. And part of this is because A, 80 carry players don't want to innovate, uh, don't want to learn new shit. And B, support players don't know how to fuck to, to the fuck to lane <laughs> any of those things, right? Yeah. So, I would also say just like teams generally don't adapt the draft. Like th- there's something to be said about the consistency of like, I know my bot lane is going to have an a- an attack damage damage focused character in it where like even in games where you've got like draven bottom graves jungle talon mid you still get people who are like oh i know what i'll do i'll pick renekton top yeah right like people don't adapt to that in in like you know the solo lanes where it's much more of a baseline requirement where i feel like if you want to be able to seriously play top mid and jungle you should have at least one physical and one magic damage character in any of those roles that you play. You know, I, I'm sure there are plenty of people who who don't have that or who just like hard one trick, but I don't consider you like competent at that role. If, if like, you know, your team needs a tank and you say too bad, all I play is assassins. That's the only thing I do. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, like, but if we just say we put this aside, right? We we live in this world where, um, not only do teams build around properly, right? Like, you have like, oh, we're gonna play a tank bottom, so we're gonna play an AD carry mid or top, right? Like, you they understand this, right? And we also live in a world where your support knows how to lane with whatever character you're playing, right? I'm just saying, I think that like so many characters would be playable bottom. Obviously, there's some characters you need levels. Like, you're not going to play Kale bottom because she needs levels. You're not going to play Cassidy bottom because he needs levels. Um, like, stuff like that. That being said, so, like, this obviously starts with the fact that I think Tom Kench bottom is really good, right? Obviously, best paired with Senna because it gives you an 80 carry late late game. Um, but I think it's good with, like, engage supports. I think it's good with um, enchanter supports. It's all right with mages. Um, a lot of the issue that I have with it is that no one knows how to fucking play with it. Um, so... In that you could argue like oh that's because Tom Kench has his E ability which is really really good in duo lanes and his shit in solo lanes so we could extrapolate that to what other characters have abilities that are like better in multi-man scenarios right and I look at stuff like why can't Leona Darius be a bottom lane right like one through three you're weak as fuck but you run obviously heal ghost or not heal ghost flash ghost and I just feel like they can like duel any single bottom lane in the game can kind of like uh even if they fall behind, they can just like kind of check them and like yeah. There's always some damage, damage them. Yeah, some kill potential. And then another huge advantage that I like no one fucking talks about is supports are really good at roaming in the meta, right? Like it's optimal to have your support roam up for like dragons, roam up for um, heralds, roam up for like top mid ganks. And guess what? A fucking bruiser bottom lane is gonna deal way better in the one v two or the one v one than an eighty carry, mm-hmm. like a, le- a left alone eighty carry. Yeah, I almost feel yeah, like, like the potential to survive or turn a dive. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think like the issue may come from like range where um like if you're an AD carry, there's at least some chance that you can like farm under turret and, and at least like keep the wave away or 
um, I don't know, like last hit in that manner, but like, how do you, let's just, let's just take the, like the most extreme example. Like how do you farm as Darius versus like Lulu, like Vayne, right? I mean, I, th- I think you can like, just like, I, I think you can farm like four CS out of the six on a wave, mm-hmm. like without getting fucked too much. You're never going to farm perfectly, but I think keeping up like at a, like, 60% 70% of what they're doing level is going to keep your character strong enough until like three items into the game okay that's kind of my logic and, and like I've thought about like what beats this right and a lot of it is as we get more characters in the game there's going to be more characters that are going to hard counter stuff like this like I think Milio is a perfect example I think Milio probably fucks any melee bottom laner in the game <laughs> just like yeah. how he works he's super safe his peel is like fucking obnoxious he's a healer with a cc uh cleanse like shit like that's gonna be fucking miserable lulu's another example of a character that kind of like absolutely cucks these characters um mm-hmm. that being said i i think there's situ- like it's probably not blindable right you're not gonna blind darius leona bottom fair enough um, yeah that being said when they pick uh they pick an engage uh, support and they pick whatever AD carry. I think picking like a bruiser bottom is like actually not bad at all. Yeah. I mean, are you going to Alistair engage into the Alistair Darius? Like, is that, yeah. <laughs> how do you, how do you play that out? Yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense. Um, and I mean, a lot of this comes from the fact that I play Tom bottom, which I think is good, obviously in all these scenarios, I play Cho bottom, which I think once again, doesn't just need Sen. I think Cho bottom is like alone, just really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there's yeah. so many picks that are just unexplored. I, I definitely agree with you. I, I do think there is some side of the coin that you're missing where I think if, if they're playing bot lane well, and especially like if they're adapting to the fact that you have this, I think they can zone you off a lot more than you're giving credit for. Um, and I think that like Tom Kench and Shogath are two that are better than most bruisers at dealing mm-hmm. with that. Where like they both have very long range access to engage if you can hit it. Obviously, like Tom Kench is, is way more committal. Um, and you know, a, a ton of individual sustain. Whereas, like, if we go back to the Darius example, if you fall behind at all against, I think, a competent ranged bot lane, they're going to zone you off. You're probably going to get one minion a wave, and they're going to maybe deny some XP. And, like, if you go in, you're probably just going to die because they're going to have, like, eight auto attacks on you before you can actually close that distance. I mean, obviously... If you have like ghost flash up, you'll be able to close. But I, it's tough because I I think that there's definitely a lot of unexplored options and a lot of potential there. But I do think there's a reason we don't see it all the time. Um, But also, I think that most bot laners aren't going to be that good at punishing. Yeah. Um, Like maybe maybe if I was like. In the LCS, I couldn't pull off the Darius Leona bot lane, but I'm sure it would work fine in, like, Platinum Diamond, whatever. Yeah, and I, I guess, like, the biggest thing I want to stress is I, th- I feel like the weakest part about a lot of this stuff is the laning, right? Like, I mean, I'm not picking Tom Kench, Cho'Gath, whatever, to, like, to win lane hard stomp early, yeah. them 2v2, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the main advantages come from the fact that, like, I think it's stronger being left alone when your support goes to Rome, which I think is the most important thing in, like, for supports right now. I think having your support be at, uh, not Elder, <laughs> at, uh, Herald at 8 minutes is fucking, like, it, it's so needed. If your support can roam top for a gank, it's insane. And I feel like any AD carry, they just have to give the wave. 
and a, a bruiser probably has to give the wave most of the time too but they have at least more potential mm-hmm. in my mind to like be able to turn stuff like that and the biggest thing is like being able to survive fucking like level two three jungle ganks i think a bruiser can survive a jungle gank infinitely better than like an 80 carry support combo like yeah so i think that's actually the probably the strongest um uh well one of the strongest aspects of it is like when we were playing you know there were a lot of games that we got camped or not not camped i would say i think there's only one game we got camped but that graves game yeah yeah, but a number of games where you know we got we got ganked to try to punish you know the the senate tom kench early or we started doing well and and then got ganked and i think it was just like it's just way easier for like you to stand in you know melee range of some of these abilities and just kind of walk it off versus like if i were playing um uh, if you were playing in AD carry, you, you know, you, you can't tank that damage mm-hmm. for us to escape. It's just, you, you know, you're, you're too squishy. I, I do think there's a lot of um, merit behind that as well. Yeah, and I, I, once again, I don't think it's perfect. I just think that there should be, like, the fact that mages are picked, like, 1% of the time bottom lane is fucking crazy. And obviously that means that there's going to be zero room ever for, like, bruises to be picked because... Obviously, AD carries don't want to pick them and supports don't want to play with them. But I think it's like super unexplored. Yeah, I think that kind of extends into League of Legends as a whole, um, where we're kind of like as a, as a player base, just sort of content with um, playing whatever is like good or whatever we like, but not really experimenting with anything beyond that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I mean, we've seen Cassiopeia be at what percent win rate in top lane for how long like she's been the best like top 53, laner 54 percent for like 12 patches yeah. yeah for a really long time and what's her like what's her play rate it's extremely extremely low like one percent yeah it's crazy. um we you know we've seen Cassante be like the pick ban right for for top lane and competitive or um a, a lot of people like like high low people just thinking he's the best character in the game period like period full stop and yet his win rate is is so low. His pick rate is like decently high, but it it almost feels like if it doesn't give immediate success and it is not already within something that we as players like fall into, that there's no like there's no desire to to break free from that. Yeah, I really wish I could play every character in the game at like some base level, just because I feel like the game is super interesting if you don't get confined by these rules that we set up. Like I really what, do think what rules. I mean, I, I mean the I, I think like the meta, I guess. Your teammates even like bestow these rules on you. If you like pick something that's off meta, I'm sure they're not happy most of the time. Um, but like I, I think mages top have been super slept on. Obviously, I'm biased because I play tank, which I think is what they're best into. But like the only way that a mage is bad top lane is if you're playing mage into a bruiser and then you feed the bruiser. That's like really bad because mm-hmm. your mage is behind and the bruiser's ahead. But like. If you're if you win against a bruiser, it's insane. If you're against a tank, it doesn't matter if you win or lose that lane. Like you're just way more valuable. Um, yeah, like how do you, I, I think like how do you play Aurelian Soul into uh, I'm Tom Kench into Aurelian Soul into um, uh, uh, Cassiopeia. Cassiopeia. Yeah, that's like, who we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Anivia. There's like I think all these mages top are like good. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and just like once again, like yeah, you can't blind it. I don't think you should be blinding Anivia top every game. But if they pick a tank. Why not play like the Aurelian Soul? Why not play the Cassiopeia? Um, outside of like the fact that your mid will still lock a mage after you yeah. lock it in, but 
Um, I don't know. I, I just think the game is super interesting when you look at it that way. We actually have a discussion on the Discord about like how there's there's counter picks in the game, right? Like the discussion that we were having is how um, Nasus is a massive counter pick to Kale, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's that way. Yeah. Or it's the other way around. Yeah, it's Kale. Nasus counter picks Kale because um, everything in his kit is kind of designed around being it, right? It's like it's one of her hardest matchups statistically. Yeah. That being said, um, there's lots of things, and this is becoming a more commonly seen high elo sentiment that you can do in these hard counters to make them playable. Maybe not. There, maybe you don't. You don't make them winnable. But like changing your runes to, oh, I like to go grass and slam, but I can't, so I'm gonna go comet on uh, this character mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Uh, so I can get some poke damage, some chip damage to push the middle lane. Uh, instead of building my normal mythic, I'm gonna go this mythic, which allows me to uh, wave clear more and survive the lane. Like being able to change your runes, build, starting items, play style, uh, f- uh, philosophy for the game, even uh, in champion select honestly changes a lot of these counters into playable matchups mm-hmm. which i think is a really really healthy thing to see for the game yeah absolutely um it, it you know no matchup should be 100 zero um and to to league's point i i, I to um to league's benefit i guess i don't think there are any 100 zero matchups barring like i don't know sona top or you know something like that yeah yeah <laughs> like a- any realistic um matchups but and even even there, man. Even if you're playing like Yumi eighty carry mid, like <laughs> it's probably still like ninety ten at worst. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That's yeah, crazy. It's a good point. I just think it's healthy to think about the game this way, even if it like isn't fully like the truth. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's super healthy to think about not only how you can innovate on stuff, but how you can work your way out of situations because i do see a lot of people like oh i have to be on this character and if like they pick this other character i, I can't win mm-hmm. right like my, my whole thing for like tom kench is that i have to ban gwen um and then if they pick fiora like i, I just fucking lose and it's like I, I don't actually lose i just have to never use w i have to wait for a repost to do anything it's like i can just change the way i play change the way i build change the way like um like i like start my items and how i path and play the game to make that lane not just an insta loss right mm-hmm. and i feel like that's super not like thought about anymore <laughs> no i mean it's it's yeah we we haven't had that sort of shake up in a really long time i mean the last is probably like when or 2v0 lane swaps right yeah and that was which <laughs> eight years ago at this point like seven years yeah ago. And, and and i don't necessarily think that was healthy for the game but it, it was at least like a a unique way to you know to approach the like that concrete meta. And I still think there's like room for stuff like that in the game, by the way, never in a solo queue environment. Cause you can never organize stuff like that. But like, so that if you did a two V like, I'm oh, sorry, a two V one, for example, you like actually full lane swap. So like your bottom goes against their top mm-hmm. um, for people who don't know, they implemented a thing for mid and top tower. They have, bonus resists for the first five minutes um so what's supposed to happen is if you do the lane swap now your bottom lane tower just gets fucking obliterated um and you don't get to do much damage to their top lane tower that's like how it's supposed to go that being said i think there's tons of matchups that you could in theory do that would be worth giving up your bottom tower to do you know what i mean and that's like not thought about at all like in theory if they pick like a hyper carry top and you go fuck we we can't we have to do anything in our power not to let that get through like Oh, here's a great example. I'm really bad into Olaf when we play Flex, right? Like, we had those games where I'm never going to ban Olaf, but, like, every single character I play fucking gets, oh, just gets Mm -hmm. rolled by Olaf. Um, So, in theory, one thing we could do is we could have 
Dan and whoever's playing, like Dan and Nick, go top lane as AD carry support. Um, just beat their Olaf into the ground. We lose bottom tower because bottom tower is less resist. But I take low econ bottom. Their Olaf, who's a carry, gets rolled in a matchup that he's supposed mm-hmm. to like be ahead in. And that maybe is a worthwhile trade. And fucking, I see zero discussion about shit like that. Yeah, I mean, something that I've I've brought this up on the show, I've brought this up to you guys like a bunch of times. I, I really don't know why we haven't seen any like AD carry support mid lane. Um, aside from, I guess, you know, you, you would lose access to um, uh, uh, the bot lane, like you were saying, like uh, maybe you um, lose the bot lane earlier, but I, I don't know. It just like you get your support literally anywhere at any time because they're mid lane and it's, you know, close to, to literally, literally everything you put your AD carry in a short lane that can rotate over if need be. And then, you know, you unlock your, your mage to just sit in a side lane, scale up TP into fights. It's, it's funny. Cause like the closest thing we've seen to that is, um, uh, old funnel comps where you play, yeah. like, uh, Tarek mid with Yi jungle, mm-hmm. um, because Yi takes the camp, comes mid, clears it, takes a camp, come mid, clears it. And then they roam as a duo. Like, mm-hmm. cause you have so much map priority, like being in the middle of the yeah, lane yeah. or middle of the map. It's like stuff like that's just so interesting to me. I wish like, I had infinite time to play like five man stacks with people and try shit like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be really but cool. <laughs> also, the amount of times that you go, I, I, we go into a five man with our friends and we queue up for 20 minutes and then I go, hear me out guys. We're going to lane swap and I'm going to play goofy, <laughs> goofy bottom uh, solo. And I just get gapped bottom. You guys get gap top and the game's over. In yeah. 15. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, yeah. it, it's just like uh, theorizing is way more fun than putting stuff into practice. I think a lot of the time. Yeah, and, and I think there's also a level of, like, disconnect where I, I think a lot of these strategies probably would break down at a certain level of play, you know, whether we're, we're going to say just, like, LCS or, like, the top, top teams of, like, the LCK and LPL. Um, but I, I think that that's a really bad way to look at things because that doesn't mean you can't do them in solo queue, which is what 99.99% of players yeah, exactly. are playing in um right like the, the bouse would not be very successful i don't think internationally and and playing in, in like professional league does it matter no mm-hmm. he's not playing in professional league um and, and i think even like you know playing to and committing to like an alternative strategy i mean it was there was like team 4 minute inhibitor or whatever nonsense that like did that at worlds one year okay yeah, yeah i and think like, it was really like, really really early I mean, we did you... like a crazy strat like that and like we're tp'ing to the minions and we're like five people in one lane and like I'm, like yeah they didn't go on to like win the tournament or anything but it's like you can still try that stuff mm-hmm. yeah i feel like that's just like oh thinking about like stuff like that kind of like revitalizes some of my like enjoyment of league um like, I don't think the game's ever going to be played like that, but, like, fuck, does it ever feel good, like, trying out a new thing and then winning with it, right? Like, it, I think that feeling is not really something that I can achieve just by regular play anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's cool. I mean, I mean, I think I'm going to get a lot of that out of the 2v2 mode, right? Is, like, oh, we should try this goofy thing, right? Like, and then if you do well with it, it feels fucking amazing, so. Mm-hmm. I also feel like that would be a really interesting and fun way to approach flex next split if we Mm -hmm. wanted to we're like 
we get the people back together and it's like we'll play anything but meta yeah like That's we will not yeah, play that might be a carry support really good, good idea. we will not play like standard mage top laner like Every single <laughs> like we play flex, we do our flex Fridays, and every Friday you bring it, you bring a, an idea to the you table, bring a right? cheese, and uh, we like based on pick man, we'll like implement which one of our like five strategies we're gonna do. I feel like that's like a super fun way of playing. Yeah, it. that'd be that'd yeah, be and, really then, cool. and then we care even less about the rain. True, <laughs> that'd be fun. I, I think that'd actually be a fucking blast. Mm-hmm. Anything but meta is our team name. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Fuck. Also, have you guys uh, come up with like uh, Nick? Your account name is Danman ninety three. Yeah. I was gonna say, have you guys asked like figure out your account names for uh your Smurf accounts yet? I need to go see if Danman ninety four is available <laughs> to purchase. Yeah, I don't know. I, do you have any? Uh, I mean, you, you've got a document, Aiden. Do you have any that are standing out that are speaking to you? I have one that I think I'm gonna do, but I, I guess I shouldn't say because like someone actually could just fucking. Oh go yeah. <laughs> um, I'll tell you guys after the show. Okay. But I, it's a I play have play no on Malzahar. Right cool. <laughs> is it Malzahar? <laughs> leaks, leaks. <laughs> I hype it up and it's just Malzakar. <laughs> <laughs> but you just run Predator. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, cool. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I hope that inspires some people to go try some fun stuff. Um, mm-hmm. League is a game that you should try to enjoy and do goofy fun stuff. Also, <laughs> I was just watching Trevor play a game. And he played against this player. He's playing against them a couple times. Their name's like Frost something. And they're like an Ash top one trick. Mm-hmm. Um, they have 2,100 games of Ash top this season. Um, and every game they just pit 10 CS a minute and split push with Ash the entire game and Hell try yeah. to interact with people as little as they can. Oh, I mean, he played with someone earlier called Quingle who just plays Quinn Jungle <laughs> like all the time. <laughs> I mean, at least that's fun. But like, could you imagine playing 2,100 games of a range AD carry top and then just split pushing with them? Like, he, it's crazy. He's waiting for Earth it, to come back. That's when he really I, hits I don't his understand peak. it, man. It, it is really funny, though, seeing those examples and then like thinking about sometimes people see people say it's like it's impossible to get out of silver it's impossible <laughs> to get out of gold or wherever like they happen to be and it's like my guy Quing, quingle is d2 <laughs> yeah. quingle's quingle. d2 what's your what's your reasoning <laughs> yeah like it's it's not the character it's not the role it's not the items that are the problem here like sure maybe leblanc was overtuned or maybe you know whatever x patch ruined your champion pool but it's like that's not the problem man mm-hmm. yeah oh <laughs> uh, one other like i think really good bot lane that people can try um i think syndra as like farming carry with senna support mm-hmm. is super super good um both of them will just zone the shit out of the enemy team and get a bunch of like stats by stack. just trading yeah they both like stack and get a ton of stats by just constantly mm-hmm. fighting the enemy even if they're not getting like the last hits um plus just the the fucking zone potential if you're like worried about syndra eq and senna w and like if either of them hit you're gonna get super chunked i think it's really good yeah i think yeah. Like, I, I, I just senna opens up so much potential in the bot lane mm-hmm. that i feel like we haven't seen like aside from some yumi stuff um yeah so you should first pick senna every yeah, yumi garen yeah yumi okay. garen but i but i think like senna probably works with you know as a pretty decent like self-sustaining you know, mage, frontline, like bruiser, kind of, kind of everything. 
like what well, then i don't want to jump back into it all the way but like this is my whole point is like senna obviously gives you that sustain of like late game you still have an 80 carry right? yeah but my whole point is that senna's weak a weak fucking bitch early mm-hmm. and like imagine these lanes but you play something strong with them right like like my whole point about tom kench bottom is that i think senna's really good with them because they do have an 80 carry but if you play leona uh, lulu whatever he's just a strong character but now he's even stronger like yeah more, more your eggs in that one basket but like the enemy team also has their eggs in like their 80 carries basket anyways mm-hmm. like i don't know yeah that's cool. Anyways, that's kind of my rant. Um, I just feel like the game's very fun to talk about. Um, I don't want to get into like the Doom or like the game's more fun to talk about than play because I actually really do enjoy playing the game right now. But um, it, it's cool when more people think this way, and I think like-minded people are fun to talk to about it. Unless you're doing it in my ranked games, in which case, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I actually don't mind when people play off meta shit. It's like kind of fun always seeing like how people get to like high ranks playing it, and you go, oh. That person could definitely just be challenger. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of just down for it. Like, obviously, it feels really bad if you're in like a, I don't know, a lost slump or it, yeah. an important match like game. I guess they're all game three now, but game three of your promos. Like, obviously, then it feels bad, but I don't know. It also feels good to see like, okay, holy shit, Quingle's like actually popping off this game. <laughs> I also like it's just like so once again like I know some people care about the ranked a lot like the rank experience a lot but like obviously this person who's playing Quingle they name themselves Quingle they only play Quin Juggle they're probably enjoying League a lot more than like most people are <laughs> yeah yeah for <laughs> and that's sure super fun mm-hmm. to see like that's so fucking cool to see yeah um I, I just I just hope people enjoy the game and like realize it's still a video game well that's a bit we're a bit late for that huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know. It's cool. I just love seeing people play like goofy stuff. It's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Cool. Um, awesome. Should we move into a round table then? Yeah, that sounds great. Um, so last week's question, this is a, this is a hard question to come up with an answer for. So maybe you guys start thinking about it. Um, last week's question was which champion in your main role is not busted. This was submitted by riot freak, <laughs> not to us, but just posted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, from our Twitter, Surfishy said, statistically speaking, in gold up, Cassante and Nar, <laughs> mid uh, two of my mains, Katarina Mordecai or Ma- and Malzahar. Eh. I rarely see Cassante and Nar, anyways. But according to opponents, Kata and Mal- Malz are broken without counterplay. Don't know about mid. Um, yeah, I do like the idea of like how people will say your character's OP, but they're actually super low win rate. But uh, I actually do get stands a lot of the time. Just have to think about the stats a little bit more in depth. Um, from our Discord, Shark uh, said, the champion uh, in my main role that is not busted is always the one I'm locking in. Yeah, I always play skillful characters. <laughs> and then last but not least, Brandon said, I had to think about this, but I'd go for Riven. She's not a very pick-up-and-play champion, as she has uh, she does have quite the skill uh, skill level, but whenever I face up against Riven, two things happen. Either I stomp them because of a snake, or they stomp me because I made a mistake. There's no broken thing on her kit. She has clear weaknesses and uh, strengths and weaknesses, and once you get a hang of her abilities and playstyle, you can work uh wonders with her i do think the one thing i still the only thing i actually hate about ribbon's kit is that i think it's silly to have a shield that scales with physical damage yeah it is but it is really weird that's the only thing but i feel like it's less of a big thing now like nowadays in yeah, but you have sure. to also remember she's released in 2014 and that was like fucking silly that she had that on her really wait was she a season four character i think it's 2013 but really i feel like she's 13. gonna be like season one no, she was season one, man. Oh, she's late season one. Okay, I played Riven in season one. Yeah, I was a, I was a Riven player in my first ranked split. <laughs> nice. I sucked at her. So you were Bronze. Anyways, this like week's the rest r- of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was. 
Bronze. Bronze is good, remember. Yeah. Top 25% was Buggers. bronze. People don't know that. Um, anyways, this week's roundup question is, Riot is bringing back Nexus Bliss. They're not actually. I just wrote this. Um, and they hire you to design new mini games, such as Catch the Team, Scuttle Race, etc., to take place during the game. What do you come up with? Okay, so I have two, but then I would also like to pitch um, Ability Draft for League, please. Just add it to the game. <laughs> uh, so the first one is Last Man Standing, where it, um, I think you it would Nocturnal, and it would just be free-for-all, um, mm-hmm. and you would play for a selfish buff, so you would be the only person to get the buff. But obviously it would benefit your team, um, so... so you'd still want to like encourage some level of participation, but you, uh, you, you still would want to win. So you get the buffer yourself. Yeah. Uh, and then I think the second one would be either like, uh, I'm, I'm just going to call it guitar hero, but maybe it could be league, <laughs> um, where it puts everyone like in the middle of the map and you have to hit the falling like abilities, maybe as they, as they come down or, uh, and do like cool combos. Oh Yeah. I've, I also came up with two. Um, so the first one is find the Nico, um, and it could be either one player on the enemy team, or it could honestly be the whole one on the like the entire enemy team. And so you're in like a big arena with a bunch of fake Nikos, and then the opposing team can like cast an ability only once to like designate their vote oh. or whatever. And it's like whichever team scores better. Okay, that's fun. Um, the other one would work way better as like a 1v1 mode um but it's just avoid the yumi and so like one person's (laughs) controlling the yumi and trying to attach to anyone else on the other team and they need to try and just like run away from her cc her keep them off her as long as they can did you see the ezreal videos that why no, what is that? Oh, there's this video on Reddit of uh, this. <laughs> it's an Ezreal, and Yubi's like Yubi's on his team, and she's like trying to attach him, and it's just him running away from her for like three and a half minutes, like, <laughs> yeah, like no. arcade shifting over walls. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've absolutely done that, and I think it's hilarious to do that to Yumi players. So I want it to be in the game mode. That's so. Yeah, funny. So I, I after I saw that Ezreal video, I was like trying to think in my head how to, I could put together like a fun game mode for like community night where like. Uh, there's a Yumi on each team and they have to attach to each player to eliminate them. Um, <laughs> and like the Yumi who like eliminates all four first wins. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. But yeah, that's cool. That's a really good idea. Cool. Um, and then some, <laughs> this is where this question came from. I saw a, a kindred alt and I went, what if there was the, you know, the mode in, uh, what's this game mode called? Nexus blitz where um, like the zone, like you fight everyone, like the zone closes in or whatever. Uh-huh. What if it was that, but there's a kindred alt over everything, so no one can go below, like, 20%, and that randomly goes off, like, huh. it goes away. So, it's a mode where everyone's fighting, but everyone can only go down to, like, 15% HP or whatever. So, in theory, it's optimal to have everyone fight. You want everyone on their team to be, like, 15% when the fight, like, when the thing goes off, but it's also optimal for someone on your team to be above 15%, so they're running away. <laughs> and it's like, this is a game that only works for, like, a short, like, minigame thing, but I think it would be really fun if, like, there was this dynamic of, like, everyone's trying to get the other person low, but you also want to have, like, people who are, like, hiders. <laughs> um, huh. And it's like, I don't know, it's like 15 seconds of fighting before the kindred alt goes off or whatever. Um, I feel like that's just, like, something just weird. <laughs> that only works in this scenario, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sick. That's sick. I do think it'd be really funny in like certain situations though where it's like oh we're just 
we're gonna have four hiders and just send Olaf in. <laughs> he just tries to get everyone low while everyone's running. <laughs> and it's away. like, what are they gonna do? Olaf's gonna get everyone to fifteen percent. That's so funny. Yeah, like I, I just think it's like once again, it's like what a fucking dog shit concept for anything other than like a quick, like thirty second game mode. <laughs> but, uh, mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun. Uh, anyways, you can let Ooh, us one know. More, one more, oh, one okay, more game hit, mode. Hit us Ooh. with it. Ooh. Okay. All right. So it's. It's just like the regular 5v5 they're fighting and the arena's closing, but everybody gets a damage multiplier based on their honor. Ooh. <laughs> so it just cucks toxic players. What about it's, it's like really funny. regular game mode, but I get to win some LP this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah. If they want to send in an answer. They can hit us up on our Twitter at LeagueCast. They can send us an email, mail at LeagueCastPodcast.com, or they can come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. That's discord.gg slash LeagueCast. Uh, all right. We're going to move into Mail Fight, where our only email is from Aiden. Aiden, you've been busy. Mm-hmm. Hello, LeagueCast. You can, just, you can just bring it up on the show. You don't have to write it. <laughs> I like writing it from this perspective, so then I can answer my own questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then it... Well, it's weird because you do write the the email, but I write your reaction to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um... Hello, Cast crew. Recently, I've been thinking about how difficult it is to balance the game between pro play and solo queue. Not to say they have done a bad job with it, but it definitely has caused a lot of trouble. My initial thought for this was splitting the patches between pro play and amateur play, but I realize this is a lot, um, and I may talk about that next week. Even though that would uh, make it seem like two different games, it also made me realize we are playing a very different game than the pros besides just skill level. That being the use of voice chat and having teammates. Our most competitive mode is solo duo queue, which only allows for one potential teammate, uh, diamond and below, I believe, uh, masters and below. Uh, oh, sorry, Diamond and below. You're right, you're right. Uh, and it has zero voice chat. This honestly makes for a huge difference in how the game is played, and I believe it is a large factor in the difference of metas between pro play and the rest of us. This prompted me to write this email about the all-too-common discussion of voice chat in League and how ranked, uh, and ranked solo duo is the primary ranked mode. I'll start off by explaining I play solo queue a fair amount, but more so I play with two to four people at a time in normals and occasionally flex. I also rarely miss a clash and have played in the most recently cast tournaments. I always prefer playing with voice chat and teammates, not just because it's with friends, uh, but because this is how the game is designed to be played. When playing as a five stack with comms, it creates, it always creates the most competitive and fun environment for me. Even if I'm playing with people, I don't know well on a community, on community, a community games night. I still like it better than playing alone. Inherently and professionally league of legends is a team game. Uh, even though League has more individual mechanics to the game like laning phase and split pushing, communication is still imperative during these times to pull off ganks and coordinate when to TP versus backdoor in a side lane. Not to mention the countless abilities that require teamwork and coordination. And also, not to mention drafting, which I quite enjoy myself with the five stack. My first question is, do you guys feel the same way about playing with voice chat from a competitive and fun standpoint? I understand Riot isn't leaving out Uh, verbal communication for zero reason they understand their game is toxic and voice chat in their eyes will just bring more hate i don't think this is a problem with the community league as a game just inherently makes for a more toxic environment due to things like snowballing and longer average games i am wondering if there are more reasons to not have uh com voice comms besides toxicity i'm also wondering why is the primary ranked mode solo duo i don't see the point in that at all the only thing I can think of is streamers can't use voice chat with random people unless they might get banned. The only reason I play solo queue is because it's the most competitive mode and no one else takes the other mode seriously. 
I really wish flex was the main ranked mode that was competitive. On the flip side, I understand not everyone is like me and they prefer solo queue or they prefer no voice chat. For people who don't want to get potential flame or whatever, uh, reason is completely understandable and that's why voice chat is always optional. However, someone could still feel obligated to enter voice chat to not lose a competitive advantage and expose themselves to pointless bullying. To answer the question if Riot should change their ranked mode in comms, I would say the player should decide that. My last question is, do you think more people would rather have voice chat or not? And would people rather have solo duo queue or some sort of flex? Could Riot do a poll? Uh, I'll restate the question so you don't have to look for them. Thank you very much, Aiden. Oh, sorry for the longest email. You guys always kill it with answering my questions. Um, so I guess we'll just go in order. Do you also like playing with people who, people you know in voice chat from a competitive standpoint? Um, I think we're all going to say yes. And yeah, I think it's I think way more fun. Not just from a competitive standpoint, but yeah, because it's more fun to do it, to, to talk and to commiserate with, with people who are, you know, going through the same thing that you are. I think there's almost, I almost have zero value from a competitive standpoint from it. I think it's purely from a, I like to hang out with my friends and play video game. Okay. Do you um, feel like there could, um, there is zero competitive purpose to it at all? No, there there is a okay. competitive value that you get from it. I'm just saying that I I think if like oh for somehow you. if I talk to James, my buddy who I play duo queue with, right, mm-hmm. and whenever I talk to him, it makes him like he just can't he can't think and play at the same time, so it makes him play worse <laughs> and we lose more games. I think I'd still rather play in voice chat okay. with him than not. If you that can just say sense, right? you can just say Nick, by the way. You don't have to say James. (laughs) You are actually the worst at talking and playing out of anyone I know. I I really don't understand. Like there, sometimes it's okay. And then other times it'll be like, I, I just cannot like, I I can't do it. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that's fair. Um, are there more reasons than toxicity for no voice chat? Uh, I think primarily it's, uh, 13 years after the game came out. So it, it's probably just a, a part of league that it'll never have voice chat at this point. Yeah. I, I think that it's, I think toxicity is like the, the scapegoat they point to, but I think they just don't want to like dedicate the resources to make it happen. And and I, I believe that they don't think it would be highly beneficial or at least the, the benefits wouldn't outweigh the problems, but I don't know, man. It's it, it's wild. There's there's still just nothing there. But oh, you can you get voice chat with your party that you queued up with, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you if you use that, like point zero 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 one percent of players that use that. Mm-hmm. Um, why is wait, what 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 were you saying? No, I was gonna go to oh, the next question. Okay, why is ahead. the primary ranked mode solo queue? Why did I introduce this? I mean, like, I think in, like, every game ever, for the most, not every game ever, but, like, vast, vast, vast majority of games, like, solo performance is what matters most, your individual effects. And, like, even in team games, solo performance matters a ton, which is why there's so much tracking of individual stats, like right you know it it is just kind of like the way that's always been done and like 
it, it makes the game so much more accessible to more players more often. The fact that I can queue up when it is just me. I don't have to wait for Nick to be off work and for Aiden to not be having a date night with Kennedy and, and for all of us to have like a free hour to queue up and play a game together. No, I can just I can just queue up at fucking two o'clock in the morning when all of my friends are in bed and I can play. Um, it's the most accessible and I, I don't know. It's like, I, I think just the default ranked mode for like every competitive video game and every competitive like game across the board like you know at the highest level of sports still people are comparing individuals to individuals not just teams to teams i also think there's just been way more stability with um solo queue over the course of league's life like we went from what fives like where you had to have a team to uh i can't remember what was after it to to then flex after that like i think it was just full teams to flex i feel like there was some there was something in the middle and i can't remember but i mean either way like even going from full teams to flex like uh, i don't know just there being that um there being a solo duo queue that entire time and that's just how it is i think kind of leads to people um kind of seeing that as the the more legitimate game mode yeah i mean i I think it's also a solvable issue like i really do think that if riot like say for this new season they went they had a big fucking event they put out a video they put out a dev blog and they said hey we're relaunching flex queue this season uh it's gonna have new rewards uh better matchmaking it's gonna do all these things it doesn't even have to fucking change really like reality like they can put like some cosmetics on it or whatever um and they relaunched it like that it would probably just like 10 times its player base mm-hmm. you know what i mean <laughs> like they just probably don't care enough um, yeah. which is like kind of fair uh their bread and butter solo queue um i hope that one day they relaunch it as something um i even think like just removing flex queue and bringing back like teams fives would be like kind of fun um, because the reality is like teams fives died because it has no player base, but flex also has no player base. So, um, at least it has more of a purpose, like a more of a idea, right? Whereas like you can just queue solo and flex, which seems completely against the idea of it, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, would league of legends base prefer voice chat or not the player base? Um, I think it's hard to say. I'd say like the yeah. vocal yeah. thing, the vocal, whatever minority or majority, whoever it is, uh, definitely seems like they want it. Um, but I, I also have to stress the fact that there are still millions of people who play the game who are super casual and probably just play the game. They get home from work and just play a game. and They don't want to like talk on voice. You know what I mean? So I'd assume those people probably don't would prefer not to have it is my guess, I guess. And I think in my mind, at least that's a majority of the player base. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's just really hard to say because we don't have any, like any data at all on like who would want voice chat and who doesn't, because it's easy to, you know, come up with anecdotal things about like, yeah, people would want it like because this and and people wouldn't want it, you know, because of that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's, 
like too much merit my... into into seeing into answering it without the the data yeah the the, the one thing I, w- I guess i would add is that i i feel like more players would generally lean towards have it because you can have it and turn it off and you experience the same thing but the players who want it and it doesn't exist can't turn it on i you know the counterpoint is that like in any game worth with voice chat if you don't have voice chat like everyone's mad at you for not using voice chat is the idea yeah you're just inherently at a disadvantage and and putting your team at a disadvantage too i don't even mind that too much like if you don't want to fucking use a feature and that puts you at a disadvantage that's your fault for not using it but like the idea of people getting mad at you for not using an optional feature that wasn't in the game for 13 years is super weird Mm -hmm. right like if you play overwatch at like a decent level if you're not in voice chat people your team's just fucking pissed like they're mad like and it's like this is an optional feature to use (laughs) and i think that's like weird um but I, I don't know. I feel like the advantage, like obviously there is an advantage in theory. Um, I personally think that fucking so many people want voice chat because they think this idea of like them being a macro player. And this could just be my like weird head candidate. That's not actually true. I feel like a lot of people who want voice chat is because they think that they're good macro leaders um, when they're not actually that good at macro leading. Um, and I think their comms would be bad and they would probably fall ranks. <laughs> like it's crazy how many people like calm in like even just like our group of friends, like, uh, that are just like I think their comms are bad, and I think they would probably it would be a detriment to the ranked experience if they could voice chat. <laughs> yeah, that's fair, dude. Like, there's a clip on Reddit today of like some guy getting a pentakill as Vlad or whatever, and it's just one of his fucking friends in the call is just calming just useless garbage so while he's pentakilling the one of you. He's like, um, I think like the Yasuo used alt. <laughs> it's just like just fucking dog shit comms at like hog channels, but. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, 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 that's that's my like little headcan. Is I, I really do think a lot of people who do want it like think it's because they would be a good leader, and I don't know how true that is a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I want think, it because then I can flame my teammates over audio, and they're going to be less accurate at picking it up, and so I can say the bad <laughs> words that the text filter <laughs> would catch. Yeah, I do think like a lot of people's mind changes when they like calm something and it goes wrong and then their teammate tells them to kill themselves uh i feel like that yeah people's opinion of the game ch- of voice chat changes super quickly when that happens mm-hmm. yeah that's so funny the classic like uh have you ever had like someone link a discord and like people join like back in the day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like yeah. people still do that every yeah. now and then <laughs> and every single time it, it either goes well and it's like fine or whatever and you're like oh cool that's a good voice chat experience or it goes poorly and people just slowly leave the discord as the game's going on yeah <laughs> it's so funny though man it's they I, make a shit I, play that's why i accept it every time <laughs> yeah i'm here for it <laughs> i also like that that's another thing that like i've said it a like on times on our discord about conversations like if you're really like so pro voice chat link discords in every lobby mm-hmm. like i i feel like no one does that and it honestly more people click it than you'd think and the all the people who are clicking it are actively looking to have a conversation so it's a good group of people mm-hmm. to have in your comms yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And, and the reason they don't join is because nobody else has yet the second the first person gets in there yeah. three more will be there yeah, no, I think if you really do care about chat, please do that. Like, honestly, like, people will, like, join. Just make a fake, like, a random-ass server, just solo queue server temp or whatever, and link it. And yeah, and then, and then track it and collect a big data set <laughs> and put it on Reddit and say, I played a thousand games posting Discord every game. 
on average, 3.2 of my teammates accepted and voice wanted to voice chat <laughs> and tell Rito and they'll see the data. Yeah. Uh, either way, like I, I think there's ways that you can have it happen. I, I don't know if it's actually going to ever happen. I would assume they have it. I think once again, Riot's issue with it is they don't want any negative publicity about people being toxic in their mainline video game when yeah. it's already like kind of a bit of a cesspool. But. Yeah. Cool. Um, would the League of Legends player base prefer solo queue where flex is the most serious mode? Uh, I think that's pretty hard to say. Um, I but I but like I feel like most people are probably like to some degree playing this game by themselves for a large portion of it, right? Yeah. So probably. I to to then go into a game mode and to seriously have to tell yourself that you lost a fairly match made game where there's five people <laughs> on the other team that are queued up with one another, like in voice chat, like you're saying, and have played with each other for every night this month versus like five randoms who were, were, you know, not in sync with each other and, and call that like a fair mode would be kind of hard, like kind of a hard sell to, I think the, the average player. For sure. I, I think the bigger discussion is like, should solo queue and duo queue be different modes or like, like have different mean? different um like rank or like have solo like queue that. then like duo queue has to go to flex right that's like the thing that you hear everyone suggest is like well flex queue would be played if people couldn't duo queue and i don't think that's true i think people just less people would play solo queue <laughs> yeah i think yeah. that's the case too like it, if you remove duoing we've seen it master plus like people just have less fun playing the game so it leads to them <laughs> playing the game less I just don't understand the idea of like, well, all those duos just move to flex. It's just, no, they just don't play the game. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, yeah. Stopping people from playing with their friends in the mode they want is not the solution. Um, and I, I, I think the closest you could potentially get if you really wanted to have more people playing flex and playing flex more seriously would be to give it a loose tie to your solo queue mm -hmm. MMR and rank. Because, um, like, you you see people who are, like, the top flex players who are, like, platinum in solo queue because that's as high as they can get in solo queue. And I think that that makes a lot of people instantly call the game mode, like, a joke. Um but I think if there was some level, and I'm not sure how you could do that system in a good way, but I, I think that could potentially help. Well, yeah, I think like sure. if you like if you look at solo queue at some level, like even if you're playing with someone who's way better than you and carrying you every single game, like there is some um, like level, like higher level of impact that you have by being one of the five people that has a chance to win the game versus like, I mean, in the extreme like flex scenario, there's five, I mean, four people who you can get carried and, and boosted by or whatever. And mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think there's just like the, the more variables you put into someone's climb, the more representative that climb is going to be. So putting, a wider variety of players, you know, with paired with you and paired against you and varying skill levels as well. Like it just makes that more 
like more representative of, of where you are as a player. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, could Riot pull people if they want voice chat or a focus on flex? I'm, yeah, I mean, it's their game. They could. Yes, and they do. I mean, like, yeah, Riot still a is constantly <laughs> surveying its players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've not personally, in, in any of the surveys I've done, do I recall questions about, do you wish flex was a more serious game mode or do you want voice chat? But, like, they, they are constantly pulling the player base. Um, they could, and I imagine if they aren't currently, they did at some point, you know, get some data on do people want voice chat? Do people want flex? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think like voice chat is one thing and like, there's good discussion there, but I, I like, I think the player base is already sold on hating flex and there's very, very little that I think Riot could actually do to, to fix that. Unfortunately. Yeah. Sorry to be such a downer, Aiden. Um, definitely a different Aiden. Uh, cool. That'll do it for this episode. If you want to send us an email, mail at leecastpodcast.com. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash kingoutout, bluebasket, and leecastfrost. On Twitter, we are leecast. On Facebook, we're leecast. Visit our website, leecastpodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.gg forward slash leecast. And support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash leecast. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.